Welcome everyone to episode 25 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Doug and Owen. And today we're going to be talking about the new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City. And we'll also cover some news at the end of the episode. As always, share the episode, like, comment, and subscribe. Follow our Twitter at the link in the description. And if you're watching on YouTube, follow our Spotify at the link in the description. And before we talk about Asteroid City, let's talk about what we watched this past week. Who wants to go first? Owen, what did you watch this last week? Uh, um, well, it's like a lot of nerd shit that I don't. Really I was going to say all the avant-garde <laughs> stuff. You got to get context yeah, for. Like, do I really want to like? You got to uh, explain all the Tio Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch Maya probably tonight. Um, that's like what I've that. been leading up to. Um, but that's I actually the only I'm... Hernandez have seen. <laughs> that's great. That's what I like. I like specifically asked people. I was like, "What should I watch before I watch Maya?" So I've been like kind of going through some certain things. But that's like the um the next thing I'm gonna tackle up. But I'm actually I'm gonna start doing some western stuff. I watched a fistful of dollars, and I'm gonna do all like the Sergio Leone stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been just I don't know. We me and Hardy watched some weird things. <laughs> like I watched the Meteor Man, um, which is this Robert Townsend like superhero film from the '90s. It's like it's not great. Like Bill Cosby's in it. Um, it's bizarre. Um, and then we, we watched this movie because I, I wanted to get into Westerns. And for some reason, I was like, found this random Western online. It's like no one's seen it. Like it's like 200 logs on Letterboxd. Yeah, I saw that when I clicked on it. I clicked <laughs> yeah. on the movie you watched. And I was like, why the this doesn't even have a rating on Letterboxd. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I, we were in like, they were in a, a call like 3 a.m. I think Doug was probably there. But I was just like going on film grab and just looking at like, everything i could find and there was this movie where like you know those like i don't know what they're called but they're like the the skin tight suits and they're like colors oh oh like the ones that people wear for halloween yeah 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 so it's the, the, i have a funny story about the this. film grab the film grab image is a cowboy with a blue one of those yeah. so i'm like what is this and i click on it it's from the 60s and basically, it's kind of like a Zorro Batman kind of cowboy where he has a secret identity. But instead of like having like a mask or something, he's just wearing a blue one of those. Um, and it's really bizarre. And there's like a really weird um, kind of subplot with a, a mute character that doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's called Johnny Colt on Letterboxd, but it's also called Star Black on like other things. It's an Italian movie, so it's all dubbed. It's like a very bizarre um, film, but it's a lot of fun, actually. I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, I've been, and then I watched, um, I watched some other stuff. I watched Silent Hill from 2006. That movie's so good. That movie's really fun. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. That movie's so um, good. And then I watched, I, I, oh, I did watch uh, The Mark of Zorro, is probably the, my favorite thing I watched recently. Um, I want to watch some more Zoros of like the Antonio Bernera's, uh Martin Campbell stuff. But this is the one from the 40s that I really liked. Oh, um, yeah. And that's kind of been my week. Cool. Um, fun little tangent before I talk about what I, what I watched. <laughs> so speaking of those suits, when, yeah, yeah. when everybody would wear them for Halloween, like this is, I shouldn't even say this because I'm, I shouldn't embarrass myself like this, but it's so far in the past that I guess I could. But anyway, I, I like, was gonna match with all of my friends like there's gonna be like 20 of us like wearing yeah. those like suits you, you and... yeah okay well anyway <laughs> anyway 
they were like, yeah, no, just, just wear the suit. And like, you just got to like, just wear shorts. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, and I put shorts on under the suit instead of over, over the, the suit, suit. Yeah, yeah. because I like in my head, I was like, oh, I like, yeah. Cause people are going to want to see the suit. And I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't connect the dots and, and you're supposed to wear the shorts over the suit so that people aren't staring directly between your legs, but I wore them under the suit. So they still just got compressed by the suit <laughs> and it was a very bad look you didn't like you like notice that like before you went out i didn't like so think about that would be I so didn't. uncomfortable wearing like your normal clothes and i wore it like the, that to uh, school too like i oh it was so bad um <laughs> but then but then somebody told me and then i got changed and and like when we went out later i i flipped yeah, it around yeah. anyway it was very embarrassing but um yeah, I didn't really watch a lot this past week. I, I saw Past Lives twice, um, which I, I don't know if I mentioned that I was going to watch it on last week's episode. But yeah, I saw it twice. I know Doug's seen it now as well. Um, favorite movie of the year. It's so good. The second time just kind of like solidified it. Um, that it's just like one of my favorite things I've seen it very much. I it seems like people are really comparing it to After Sun, which I kind of understand. Um, only in like, After Sun sad, like really sad. Yeah, yeah, it is really sad. But I think it's just like um, in vibes alone that it's being compared. It's like okay. two movies that are directorial debuts that came out back to back years, and they both have really sad endings. Um, that kind of thing. But yeah, and that Kevin um, loves. That's what they're. Yeah, they're exactly. I'm like they, they. They both. Yeah, they, I, I could compare it to After Sun because it's kind of like this year's After Sun for me, um, and it'll probably be like you know my favorite movie of the year or at least in like my top three i imagine um really really good uh and then i saw no hard feelings which was silly um yeah i don't know i thought it would be funnier i'm not gonna lie i think it's i loved the trailer and then the movie just was the trailer and i was like oh well this was funny when i saw it in the two minute version um not so (laughs) funny when i yeah it's i mean it's it's still funny yeah like it's still a good time and it seems like people are really liking worst movies have come out this year i might see that tonight at the theaters i haven't decided yeah it's a fun time i think it's fun to see with people of course um like in a in a good side like in a theater that actually has people there um it was a yeah, decent crowd know. there was a lot of old people yeah. in my theater um, yeah my theater was pretty <laughs> yeah no my theater was like jennifer lawrence had... is a box office pull um, she is yeah it's it's funny be... though because <laughs> it's funny though because my theater was they're beating the flash so this week. they are yeah i was actually almost going to mention that in the news i was like we should just no. talk about it just to shit on the flash and more. <laughs> and I was like, we did that enough last week um we've been but... doing a week until the year ends <laughs> No, but um, but it's funny because we're talking about Asteroid City, and my theater was laughing a lot more during Asteroid City than than during No Hard Feelings. Like my theater was laughing. Oh yeah, they were shocked. We'll we'll get to that when we we'll get to that when we get to that. But yeah, I saw that, and then I watched the second and third Indiana Jones movie, and I just got to watch one more probably, I guess either today or tomorrow, and then I'll I'll be ready for next week. But yeah, it was a pretty slow week for me. I didn't watch a lot, yeah. so. Um, I, this week I watched, trying to think back now, I watched, uh, oh, I'm continuing my journey of watching the OG, uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Those are pretty cool. Uh, Um, uh, I'm almost done with those. And I watched Pain and Gain, 
uh, for the first time. I need to continuing. Watch that. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, I put it. Yeah. I put it on my priority. Oh, list. it looks so good. <laughs> yeah, when you mentioned that I would like it, I was like, I gotta put this on my priority list now. Yeah, like, Kevin specifically would like it. Uh, I might even very, watch it today. Honestly, good. I'm gonna after after I do this Indiana Jones, this last one. I think Pain and Gain might be my next movie. Yeah, it's 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 so funny. It's I think it's like um I'm not the first person to say this, but it's like Michael Bay at his fucking grossest, like most like. <laughs> Like not gross in like a disgusting way, but gross in like a like a de- depravity of humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like um, and uh, I've actually I've been watching some stuff, but really I've been reading a lot of comic books. I've been reading. Mm-hmm. I've like been spending a lot of my free time reading fucking Superman comic books. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there's some good ones. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they exist for sure. They, yeah, they shout exist. Shout out on James Gunn. Uh, well, no, we don't have to shout out James Gunn. That's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, you know what I did forget actually, also because I wasn't. I was thinking along in terms of movies, but um, the the new season of The Bear came out this week too, which right. I'm not done with yet. But I'm pro- I'm almost there. I've watched like seven of the ten episodes. Um, the Bears like didn't. I don't know. Like when the first season came out, people were like, "This is the best show on TV," and I was like, people "Not really." Feral I was like, the bear. "Yeah," I was like, "Not really." Like it's good. I, I didn't really understand the hype. And then even when I started season two, I was like, "I get why people like this so much," but I just don't understand how like so soon after Succession ending, people could be like, "Oh yeah, this is the best show on." Th-. Like it's not. Um, and then I got to like the second half of the season, like these past three episodes, and I'm like. Oh, I I'm kind of buying into it now. I was like, I kind of see where people are coming from because there's like an hour long episode in the middle of the season, and it's usually like a thirty minute thing. There's just this hour long episode that is like this constant like anxiety inducing like Christmas dinner, um, with like a whole family and like there's so- John Mulaney's in it. Like, all yeah, these what was the deal with up. like every white person? Yeah, and John like... Mulaney's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis shows up. Bob <laughs> Odenkirk shows yeah. up. Yeah, um, no, Jamie I saw Lee Curtis. That. There's maybe a hot take. Probably better in that episode than she was in her Oscar-winning performance and everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I don't even think that's a hot take. Actually, she she probably just is better than she was in everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of people show up in that episode. Um, Sarah Paulson as well is like married to John Mulaney in that episode. I just John Mulaney was surprisingly like really. He has like a monologue toward the end of the episode that I was like, oh, this guy. Kind of that. Put, put John in like real movies, man. Yeah, I mean now he's in a real TV show, I guess, but only for an episode. Yeah, he's um, he's getting there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he was in Bupkis, so maybe we'll see. Oh, that's true. Show. He was in Bupkis. He was in. A but like all his movies, all he's his doing the rounds stuff, on TV shows. All of his movie stuff is all animated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why why doesn't he want to do movies, Owen? I, I, I'll call him up. You know, yeah. ask John because I think he'd be great. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll see him in some stuff. I and isn't that like anyway. it's like the natural transition for people that do stand up to kind of like go into acting? Yeah, I mean, oh, and you know what's funny you say that? It usually happens with TV though. It usually is stand up TV. Stand up movies happens, but it, it seems to be TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna say um, the the newest episode of The Bear as well also mentions Bo Burnham in it. So. <laughs> um yeah i guess there is like a pretty Doug's direct, favorite guy pretty direct pipeline between comedians Doug's, Doug's cousin Doug's cousin Bo Burnham from <laughs> the pod. um anyway let's talk about asteroid city we got a lot to talk about um Woo-hoo. we all liked this movie so it won't be as negative as last week hopefully um 
where do we want to start? Because there is a, a lot. So uh, how do you guys feel about the framing device of Asteroid City being... Also, don't watch, don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll spoil yeah, yeah, yeah. literally everything, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's way more to spoil than you probably think there is if you haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very much so. Um, um, so, yeah, okay, with that out of the way, how do you guys feel about the framing device of Asteroid City? And that framing device, if you are not aware, is that Asteroid City is a TV special, yeah. is a fictionalized TV special about um actors working on a tv play mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's like, it's like <laughs> one thing inside the next yeah yeah because it's, it's like one of those like, russian dolls yeah like because like watching rewatching it a second time i was like oh because like the actor characters are also in the movie's characters still like it's like they're actors yeah. playing actors playing characters yeah, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like, mm -hmm. um. Anyway, how how does that narrative? How does the framing device work for you guys? What are your thoughts on 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 that? I'm making that kind of like the whole yeah, the yeah, structure yeah. of the film. Yeah. Um. For me, it works very well. I think only because, um, I it's like one the biggest thing about this movie to me that that made it work for me is just like, there's a lot that you could get out of it. Like there's a lot to interpret. And I, and I'm jealous that you got to see it twice because I feel like I can't even really talk about this movie in detail without watching it again. Um, but yeah, of course, like part of what you're getting out of this movie is, is some of the ideas that are like suggested by there being actors playing characters uh, in the movie. So I think it works for me because there's um, Wes Anderson's, saying some things there about about story and his style <laughs> yeah no i think that's like obvious like for me like easily the most interesting part of the whole thing um i think everything with like adrian brony and every time they like kind of you know, take a step back from the whole show yeah. is really interesting um like kevin said i i'm gonna see it later i think i'm gonna see it like five so like by the time this episode's already out i've, I've seen it twice and i probably revised my you know review a little bit but I, I think that's easily like the pull for me. And I kind of wrote in my thing that I wasn't like too crazy about the movie for like most of it. But I think a lot of that whole, you know, acting, acting, acting kind of thing is the reason that it's kind of still tinkering in my head. and I want to revisit it. Um, yeah, for sure. And I saw Doug mention that specifically when you reviewed it the second time. You want to go yeah. into that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that this movie is uh <laughs> kind of remarkable <laughs> yeah um specifically because of like these these ideas that he's bringing in where he's like the whole movie at its core um and this is why like the framing device is essential maybe it's not essential to use it like in this exact way but it's essential because right. um it's it's a movie about wes anderson um it's a movie well it's not a movie about wes anderson at all really it's a movie about yeah. <laughs> it's a movie about like what you know making something and how it's so collaborative yeah. you know yeah and how everybody has like different like different perspectives and that's like what the whole movie's about and how uh you know the best scene in the whole the best scene in the whole movie and i want to say like one of the best scenes i've seen in any movie in a while is um Margot the conversation Robbie. between oh, yeah. uh, Jason Schwartzman's actor character and Adrian Brody playing the director. Um, and Jason Schwartzman's like, 
I still don't get the play. And Adrian Brody's yeah. like, you know, he's like on his knees and he's like, come sit down. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, to me, that's Brody's just so like, yeah, that's like, that's like brilliant. I mean, that's like, that's like, yeah. that's how you explain like, you know, what performing arts is to somebody that like has never been in performing arts before. I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel? Because I saw a tweet today that that mentioned that like um, like the I don't get the play idea and and kind of how like there's not like a like a YouTube like ending explained kind of thing for this movie <laughs> because there's just like so many interpretations that people could get out of it. I think at least like I saw that tweet and I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because I, I don't think it's like I don't think the movie is very clearly about just one thing there was just like a lot of ideas crossing my mind as i watched it and and like as soon as i was trying to connect the dots on one thing i was like oh and there's also this thing going on um and it just bounces between a lot of them i think people are going to get a lot of different interpretations out of this movie yeah there's it's very there's a lot going on thematically you know because it's like obviously the thing that i'm kind of like like pinpointing on is this whole like collaborative like performing arts idea uh that's like kind of where i'm centering the movie on but there's so much more than that too because like in all of wes anderson's movies it's a movie about grief you know and a movie Mm -hmm. about like uh not having a parent being alive and that's a big part of the movie and like like that really colors all the performances and stuff um and it's a movie about like celebrity and it's a movie about you know covid uh yeah there's there's definitely some covid stuff in there and i think there's also like i don't know maybe this just stood out to me i i I don't think i could really like think about it in as much detail right now without having like seen it a second time and paying a bit more attention to it um but i think like the focus on storytelling obviously like you're saying it's framed that way um but just like the idea of like story throughout i guess there's a lot of like um i don't i don't know that he's like like trying to to call attention or like say anything super political like obviously there's the covid stuff um and like these like there's moments where people are like disagreeing about like the lockdown and all that stuff so it's like that's that's very good <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but there's also just like a lot of like references to america and i think yeah. specifically like with the fact that storytelling is such a big theme throughout i think there's like kind of this idea of like poking fun at american exceptionalism that kind of goes on throughout the movie because there's also like a teacher teaching kids and she's like no we have to learn about this <laughs> like, yeah. um so yeah and then there's just like all these american flags and stuff well, i was gonna and say like, even like, and, like and there's the, like all the military lying to them and everything like yeah. that symbol of um woodrow putting the american flag on the moon <laughs> on the at the moon, beginning. Yeah. that's like a very that's like a very that's a very powerful symbol kind of like leading into that like giving into that theme that you're describing like yeah yeah because that was something I noticed throughout the movie that I was like, oh, this is like very not like radical, but like for Wes Anderson, I was like, this is a very like like this could be interpreted in a very, very radical way. If you, if you really pay attention to to a lot of like the the jabs that he's poking at America there. Um, obviously, I think most people are probably going to get the, the COVID interpretation out of it the most because it's so recent. Um, like, yeah. And they say quarantine like 50 times in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's pretty, kind of in your face. Yeah, it's a post-COVID movie that talks about quarantine the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's hard not to, um, <laughs> not to get that interpretation out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was something that, that really stuck out to me. Um, 
any other any other ideas that we want to talk? Because there's a lot. Um, and and you mentioned grief as well. I feel like that's kind of maybe the other than how the movie's framed. I think that's probably the the most overarching idea because it's focused on the stories of the main characters. Um, so grief's kind yeah. of a big deal, and it's like an emotional movie as well. It is an emotional movie, and it's you know it's not even just grief. It's also kind of like like loneliness too, which is like yeah. like a part of grief. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot going on. Uh, how, okay. Oh, and how do you feel about the way the movie was shot? Um, great. It's great. I love, um, especially, I think, like, I go to immediately when you say that, I think of the, um, the back and forth between Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson when they're in those two windows. I think that's, like, brilliant. Um, yeah, I think the movie's beautiful. I'm, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like, it's weird because it's almost like this is what you kind of expect from Wes like just for yeah. it to look great and it does yeah. so it, it at the same time it's almost like not blowing me away because it's just kind of which is like in a weird way like weird because it's like yeah it's one of the best shot movies of the year but it's like it's what we kind of expected <laughs> for it to look like um but at the same time yeah it's it's brilliant um I'm not sure I'm it's like still a movie that I'm not 100% sure on um I like it I um it, but it's i think comparatively to like because I, I like ranked it like very loosely or whatever but i think the, the the films that it's around i think that's the most interesting and i think it's the one that i like i think could you know i could like more i just i again i have to revisit it yeah um but it's definitely it's definitely interesting like i i said in my i said in my letterbox review i think this could be just kind of the most important film in his filmography in terms of just like what he's tapping into um i think like when you talk about earlier i think the whole like adrian brody stuff i think is really interesting yeah i i love the marketing for this film because all of the trailers <laughs> are just like for the like the asteroid city play in the movie right yeah um all yeah. the trailers are just about that and then the movie, when you go, like, you see all the trailers and you're like, oh, I'm excited for this movie. It looks so cute or whatever. Then you, like, go to the, like, see the movie and you sit down in the theater, right? And the movie opens up with, like, a four by three black and white lineup yeah, of Brian yeah. Cranston. Yeah. And the first thing he says is, Asteroid City is not a real place. And it's like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can no, actually I... feel the confusion in my theater when that happened. Because I, like, saw people, even when the movie just opened on that. And I looked around, like, to the people around me. And I was like. Which I, mm -hmm. I think I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't want them to market it any other way. Yeah. yeah. The fact that yeah. They, they did it like that is great. Because, like, it's like, oh, you have Margot Robbie in the cast and we you don't get her in a, a single bit of the trailer. And it's like, oh, that's, it's interesting. That's an interesting yeah. one. Because, yeah. like, man, you people... really can't, you can't put her in the trailer. <laughs> it's no, in, no, like, one scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and people, uh, remember, like, man, people really, like, had no idea what this fucking movie was about because remember all the theories that were like oh the people that aren't in the trailer they're gonna be the aliens yeah and it's like no yeah. there was one alien and... what's his name um <laughs> jeff goldblum, jeff goldblum. Jeff goldblum. <laughs> yeah and it was half which we need jeff to talk goldblum, about half half literally <laughs> like maybe the loudest i've heard a theater in so long was when the alien came down from the spaceship <laughs> people so... were having a blast when that happened it was so <laughs> fucking funny dude <laughs> like... so funny and then no, even when it comes back it like the the joke's not even dead <laughs> <laughs> like like he came yeah. back and people like as soon as they saw the ship in my theater 
people were just laughing hard as fuck already. I was like, this is genius. Like, this is yeah, so it's like what people have been saying. It's like an all-time silly little guy in yeah, a movie. It's, it's like an all-time just like bit in a movie. Like it's oh like one of the funniest and things I've seen in a movie. One Jason Schwartzman's character uh like 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 takes the picture right and the alien poses with the asteroid yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude it was so good <laughs> that's like, great and you oh. think about that too and it's like that's something that like in in another director's hands could be like the corniest fucking joke in the world oh my god yeah. you like, give like, this fucking script if you put that in a marvel Waititi. movie it would be the most <laughs> Taika you like... give the script to taika watiti and it is the worst movie of the year straight up like <laughs> yeah yeah well, he would be the alien and it would talk yeah exactly yeah <laughs> the alien would do fucking gundam style it would be like yeah. korg pretty much but he would come yeah down. and it would just tell us everything that the movie is about it would just explain it all to us oh. no but yeah it's it's i don't know i think this is such a like deeply funny movie which is crazy because it's also maybe like his most emotional or not not maybe his most emotional but at least like specific scenes are some of the most emotional um and i think i think part of that is is like well i mean because we we talk about like people trying to find out the meaning of the play and and i think there's a lot of like stuff going on that that doesn't make sense to characters that that like makes it more emotionally impactful because when you talk about like this idea of grief it is like one of those things especially like him having to explain it to his children who are like you know i don't know how old they are but very young children yeah, um girls. like yeah it's like that's not you know that's not something that that makes sense even when you're an adult like losing somebody and and dealing with that so i think that those two things kind of like connecting like them not understanding the, the this thing that they're a part of but also just like not understanding like what it means to lose somebody um like that is is very interesting and i think that's why that scene with margot robbie worked so well for me because i was like damn this is this is a lot um no margot robbie is like a like a a show stealer like she you yeah. know <laughs> i mean yeah that 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 scene is so crazy uh <laughs> yeah I, I mean i really liked kind of like everybody in this movie this cast is i mean not that all of his casts aren't just like completely stacked with people but this cast is a, is a lot of fucking people um, oh yeah i mean and, everybody's topping in to something and people, people i like i think maya hawk is really great maya yeah hawk like that's maya what i'm hawk's saying first like two or three yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's crazy <laughs> um no but yeah like people who have like two or three scenes i'm like they're just like blowing me away <laughs> yeah um, i mean willem yeah. dafoe with he has like willem dafoe is like you know, 15 once? words <laughs> yeah, yeah like, but it's willem dafoe so he's gonna you know be amazing yeah and yeah, edward that's... norton is yeah kind of really Norton's... interesting in this too and that's another thing where it's like it's um about like the collaboration of making art too where it's like um uh at the beginning we have edward norton and uh jason schwartzman uh, edward norton playing the writer jason schwartzman playing yeah. uh the actor them mm -hmm. talking about the play right and then at the end we have jason schwartzman um the actor and adrian brody the director different from the writer i'm yeah, um, talking yeah. about the play and jason schwartzman's still like i still don't get it even after like <laughs> you know kind of like echoing the conversation at the beginning yeah like yeah um, no, that's a good yeah, point. kind of only a movie Wes Anderson could make in the in, in lots of ways, but I think like in a ways that his work 
often like he's always working with so many of the same people and like to be able to pull this cast together is like something that only someone right now like Wes Anderson can do because he's just always kind of working with these people and this yeah. is like this is a crazy cast to kind I mean, of it's one of those things too where we say like oh if somebody else made this movie right like let's say yeah. like Taika Waititi I think right like <laughs> no just as an example like, so like yeah. we like Taika yeah. Waititi tries to make this movie Jason Schwartzman's just not in it you immediately yeah Ryan Reynolds him. is in it yeah no you know but it's like it's like immediately <laughs> no, like a yeah. worst actor you know like uh, yeah. tom hanks isn't gonna be in it yeah like, no, to be able to yeah, get mario robbie really robbie's you know performance is so good but to get someone like mario robbie for a scene like that is yeah. like, you're yeah. gonna get mario robbie for just like one scene yeah you can't do that but everybody wants to be in a wes anderson movie yeah. <laughs> like, no yeah. like every like everybody it's like such a movie. mark of your career yeah <laughs> like, it's like an important thing for actors steve carell steve carell cool. i was gonna say i was like steve steve that's what i meant like there's people in this movie who steve normally Carrell like i wouldn't get bill super excited i was gonna say about. yeah bill yeah. murray got covid steve carell and... was supposed to be bill, bill murray yeah yeah so Which steve carell coming in last minute off the bench um, we're so lucky, good, we're so lucky awesome. uh, that fucking Bill Murray got COVID because Steve Carell is way better than Bill Murray would have done. Which, which I always thought. I always thought that um, the Tom Hanks role was supposed to so be did Bill I. Murray. But recently it was sense. it was Steve Carell, which is interesting because I think um, they definitely are going to play that role differently. Like I yeah, think, yeah. I mean, I think that Tom role... Hanks and Bill Murray you could have like kind of switched out, but I think yeah. Steve Carell is obviously going to play that um, that role differently that role kind of felt like it was almost uh written for steve carell yeah he plays it like <laughs> he's yeah great. he's so good he's so, everybody's so good um actually i think that the most impressive performance like the most standout performance for me and the one that i have to be thinking about like oh like should this guy like really be campaigning hard for awards is fucking jason schwartzman dude he taps into yeah. something kind of otherworldly yeah. Um, in this movie to the point where i'm like yeah. how would anybody else even fucking play this character dude um oh, he's fantastic <laughs> what a what a family of those cobblers right? well i was gonna say i was yeah, actually what, no because oh this is a this is a coppola film it's directed by wes anderson but it's fucking yeah. starring jason schwartzman and co-written by roman coppola uh, roman coppola yeah like <laughs> wow what yeah. a fucking family. yeah. Till, I mean, Tilda Swinton's in it. I was for gonna a little say. Bit. I was like, I'm just trying to look um, at the cast. But it's like, like to like be able to like get, like Tilda Swinton's like just there, you know. But it's like to have Tilda Swinton just there is like yeah. so impressive. Um, Jeffrey and Wright um, is pretty. Jeffrey good. Wright's Everybody really is good in like, this, yeah. His little speech on the podium. He's <laughs> doing their best, so, you know. Everybody. Yeah, is yeah, that's what I was gonna No one's mailing in him because everyone has the utmost respect for Wes and like I don't know if there's. Maybe so Chris great. Nolan, but I don't know if there's another director that like actors just fucking like really like Walk like Wes to. Anderson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's like it's a high um Yeah. At the I highest. Don't level. I don't know that Christopher Nolan has that effect. I mean kind of, I guess, but it's like Yeah, it's I'm a, sure I mean I'm sure people like, like Chris. I, yeah. I just think the the kind of collaborative, like kind of it feels very family aspect to to Wes's kind of filmography, um, especially when you go back to even like the Wilson brothers and stuff like that. I feel like he's always kind of been working with like yeah. groups of people. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what and that's how all the Q&A's um, kind of frame it as like, um, how does it feel to be in the Wes Anderson family? Yeah, 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 um, which is it's awesome. 
And it's interesting too, because it's like people, like you mentioned Christopher Nolan and it's like, yeah, people want to work with him. Like you hear actors talk about him and like, they want to work with him, but I don't know that like anybody like that. He just like Wes Anderson just gets this giant group of people that just like nail it, like nail exactly what it is that like he's going for. Yeah. You know, like that's a well, very, with, especially with, with Wes was a very specific kind of acting style. Yeah. He's exactly. like re requiring of the performer. Well, he's yeah. so he's such an impressive director on all fronts, right? Um, yeah. But even like the the ability to direct kid actors in the way that he does in this movie too is so like, man, these kids like are fucking doing everything exactly right, you know? And <laughs> yeah. that's a kind of a hard thing to pull off in a movie, because um, like they're yeah. like little kids. Like some of them mm -hmm. are like little kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you you have the the three little girls, and then you have that entire like what are they Class. called? The, the, the... Oh yeah, the class, and then you have the, oh, and then you have the like the little group of like the yeah, what like they call them? the space cadets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're all. I like, think the, I think the class, the whole class. class scene where it's um, my hawks like kind of teaching them, and we're like, we're not gonna talk about the alien. Is that's <laughs> a really great. And then <laughs> I read the, the kid's name, but he he starts like a whole like musical number. Wow, oh, that part was so funny. <laughs> we need to like we need to get into specific scenes because there are so yeah. many good ones. Like, like that scene is hilarious. Well, okay. What I want to say first is, um, so I I didn't like do a lot of reading, but I did see this. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is inspired by Stanley Kubrick, um, because Stanley Kubrick was a war photographer for Life magazine yeah, yeah. <laughs> before he started making movies. Um, Interesting. That's funny. Yeah, that's we, another thing I didn't even you. mention when I was talking about like the like those like themes of like American exceptionalism throughout is that the main character is like literally a yeah. war photographer. <laughs> like I didn't even think about that, but that's another like that's what I mean. I just it's just a movie that you got to watch more than once to really like connect all these dots. Um, and even then, there's just a lot going on. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's so thematically heavy. I want to say it's like I don't know. It it feels like I'm like you know recency bias, punching the gun to say it's like oh, it's Wes Anderson's most thematically is. heavy movie. Yeah, I but... think it is. Like I think it, and I think it's just like even Owen mentioned before, just like how interesting of a movie it is, and it like it really is like to me his most interesting movie. Like I I I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if when I see this a second time, I'm like. I'm very clear cut about it being my favorite movie of his. Cause I just, I don't really see how I could watch this a second time, like take in everything that I didn't take in the first time and, and like one of his movies more than this. I, I, re I really do think this is probably like him at his best in my eyes out of the ones that I've seen. Isn't it weird that this is getting like a lot of mixed uh, reactions? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> well I, 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 I don't think it's necessarily too weird. I think especially cause it like, gets, it's kind of, a main i wouldn't say a mainstream movie but it's it's a big movie right now like a lot of people are talking about it and yeah. i think especially when you talk about how it's marketed um i think it makes sense for people to reject it i personally it did not all work for me on first watch um yeah. but yeah i mean it's 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 a movie that i don't for wes anderson in general though i feel like it makes sense for him to just be mixed to the general public um, yeah He's just and very that's... stylized, which is normally something that people are negative towards. Like people just don't like style, really. Um, yeah, especially like general audiences. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like people. I guess I don't know. My mind will just always go back to how the Grand Budapest Hotel was such a big movie. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I do no, I do think that like the general public could definitely take in his movies and enjoy them. Um, yeah, I mean, sure I think it's I think it's just like hey, people. I don't know. Everybody, everybody like watches one of his movies or his movies in general and like connects with different ones. Like you never really like see like a, a very clear cut order as to like. You know, I said you know this what I mean? Like with a lot of other filmmakers, did. like you think of like, we even mentioned Christopher Nolan before. It's like a lot of people's like list of how they would rank Christopher Nolan's movies. It's yeah. like, you kind of expect to see like certain movies at the bottom. You expect to see certain movies at the top. Like you don't really get that out of Yeah, No, I think There's Devin like sent his, his ranked last night and I was, I said something around the lines of like everyone's lists are pretty different. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, last yeah, night in the fucking, in our discord <laughs> server, I, I mentioned how uh, it seems like, what's it like a dog i love dogs dogs. yeah Yeah. i said i mentioned how like i love dogs seems to be like unanimously considered his worst movie and like five people were like you're stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't i'm not big on i love dogs but i know people really like it which i um, say i I posted a video on it i know a lot of people like pretty much every movie that wes anderson has made is somebody's favorite wes anderson yeah yeah um which i think without a doubt i think it's a he's a really interesting filmography that yeah. is is very cohesive in a way that like um like pretty much any movie could be someone's favorite yeah yeah and it's just like out of out of the reviews i've seen so far just from people i know like also just like pretty immediately it's like i've i've seen both like sides of the spectrum where it's like a lot of people are like oh yeah this is my least favorite wes anderson but i still like it and then there's a lot of people who are just like this is his best movie well <laughs> i think that's happened to this i think with french dispatch that happened i think like pretty much like yeah. the last few it's like oh this yeah. is his worst oh this is his best like that's yeah. how of this like crazy this kind of scale is for wes is like honest to god if somebody was like I've seen every Wes Anderson movie, and this is his worst. I, 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 I kind of like. I, I I don't think we'd have like trust that person's taste. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I would probably agree. I just think there's too there's too much going on in this movie for you to be like this is his worst movie, especially so immediately. I think maybe maybe that's like a like a strong reaction to it because of how much there is going on. but I can't imagine watching this movie two or three times uh, compared to his other movies and, and having it at the bottom of my list. Um, I don't know. Uh, Kevin, definitely worth thinking about. What's your favorite scene in West Anderson's oh, Asteroid gosh. City? Um, man, I'm trying so hard to like, because it's just like, I don't know. I don't know that I, that I like, there's too many moments that I like laughed out loud at that I loved, but there's also just too many moments that I'm like, Oh, this is so fascinating. <laughs> um, like, I think it's like kind of a cop out to say it's the Margot Robbie scene because like, it's just so clearly yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And, and same thing with the alien scene where it's just like, <laughs> this is so clearly just the funniest fucking thing in the movie. So it's hard to not love it. Um, I don't know, yeah. dude. That's that tough. alien scene is actually so crazy. So thinking back to the alien scene, it's Tilda Swinton, right, is on the stage yeah. uh, explaining the uh, like the the presentation that they're gonna do. Which I don't think what they're doing is real. Um, I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, where they're like gonna see like stars through a cardboard box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, but it's everything like, like goes green too. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah uh but that like that but that's kind of cool because it gives our characters like a way to like um 
like hide themselves right and like look at this yeah. thing and we see woodrow you know see the three dots they'd be like there it is um <laughs> and then the green dot comes and he's like what <laughs> and they take off their <laughs> box and they look up and it's just like there's a fucking ufo like right above them <laughs> yeah um oh it's so silly i don't know i'm 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 trying so hard one of you guys go <laughs> one of you guys say say another scene that's your favorite yeah owen what's your favorite scene in uh wes anderson's asteroid city um well i yeah, kevin said you know he's not gonna do it but i, I do think that margot robbie scene is especially yeah. like it's like it's one of the best scenes if not the best scene of the year um i think yeah. i i think that. like for um that's like kind of what i wrote in my review i think for a movie that fully didn't like sell me i think that scene blew me away so much to the point of like i need to revisit this movie immediately under full context mm-hmm. but I, I i so i think that scene's kind of unreal um i kind of i don't know it's like a random uh scene that i thought about earlier but i i think that the intro um kind of where the, the you kind of get the credits um a little bit where you're you have the look over the train i think yeah i don't oh, i really like that the, shot the mini like the miniature yeah uh, i yeah. i really like that shot i i just kind of the um the whole technical aspect of that oh, so have beautiful. you seen the behind the scenes on how they yeah where they're yeah, yeah it's it's so cool <laughs> um just because I've, I've i've been kind of thinking about westerns a lot recently and that kind of whole train thing is, yeah. is really awesome i love that yeah there's also that scene where um like the the black and white scene where they're like dreaming and well, and like and, every, and the guy falls and like everything yeah that I really like that scene as well where Jason Schwartzman uh he like stands up and goes wait what what the fuck do they say it's like you can't yeah I don't remember the exact line oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah can't it's, wake it's the up line if you don't repeating. fall asleep or something yeah yeah like, yeah yeah. Uh, and it's like and it cuts to color and like it, we go around the cast of everyone saying that and then it like it cuts to like the alien like walking towards the camera uh, <laughs> yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah amazing and, scene. and yeah. how the context of that scene is like after the writer dies right it's mm-hmm. like the the writer dies and then we like cut to that i think in the movie very good correct he's just on, I, I don't know it's just like this movie is so creative on like it's this movie's more yeah. creative than fucking like At any every, every other movie you could go see in theaters like throughout this whole year you know yeah. like <laughs> it's like there's only two real movies out right now and it's like this and past lives which is like very awesome but last week it was like this and the flash and transformers <laughs> and yeah. you know what i mean yeah like, it's definitely like in the middle of the desert kind of this <laughs> oasis we got going on here yeah oh you mentioned the desert too uh, well first we have to ask doug what his favorite scene is doug what's your favorite scene because i know you have one oh no yeah my favorite scene is right before the margot robbie scene it's uh when adrian brody yeah it's adrian brody talking to the actor i think that scene that's that that scene's the scene where i rewatched and i'm like oh this is this is just an all-time movie for me yeah Uh, yeah i was looking at brody's filmography last night and it's like i almost even in this movie it's like he's so good and he works so good because he's in a limited thing but i just kind of want him in everything because he's just kind of the best Um, that's why i I like like darlene uh, darlene limited like a lot because i think he's like he's just kind of in that a lot I, i just think he's amazing yeah I, I it sucks that you guys don't watch tv dude because adrian brody <laughs> in in fucking peaky blinders yeah. man that is an all-time performance dude like Is obviously i'm a little bit yeah i'm a little bit biased because it's my favorite show ever but he that is like an all-time villain performance dude like he is yeah. 
unbelievable. No, he is Matt great. He's so or in that show, I mean. Yeah, I, I just I, I agree with you that Adrian Brody should should be in absolutely everything. The thing that I wanted to mention as well, because we talk about a lot of like things that you just expect from Wes Anderson. Like you mentioned that like all of his mm-hmm. movies are gonna look good. Um and and I just I said this in my review as well. I was like, I really because you mentioned the desert and it like being a western and how creative it is, and yeah. you're just never gonna see like colors like this in, in a western. Um, like obviously he has more colorful movies, but I just think that the way this movie looks with a desert setting is so like picture perfect. I, I just you, love it. Do you remember when the trailer came out for Asteroid City and everybody was talking about the uh the color grading and everybody was either like well i feel like the instant reaction a lot of people had was like god this color grading so ugly it's so obnoxious it's so like in your face but in the context of the movie the fact that like that it's um juxtaposing like black and white Mm -hmm. just like makes it better like i feel like even if your first reaction was just like i don't know about this color grading it's kind of a lot the fact that it's like juxtaposed to all these like black and white scenes i think just like automatically like makes it less grating if you're sensitive to that kind of thing you know like yeah which yeah i i get what you mean i could see people being sensitive to it but at the same time like it's like i i don't know that it's like <laughs> that that you should have that visceral of a reaction if you've seen one of his other movies you know what i mean like that's just like how well, jarring his movies yeah, i do think it is different like i'm not saying it's not different i just mean like yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's my favorite looking Anderson film. I, but I, I think it yeah, is. I think it works. Like what Doug said, I think with the whole uh, black and white back and forth. Um, yeah, I think it, it looks good. Yeah, I think I more like the um the kind of uh, location they're in than that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it so takes place well. like just like in like the share like loosely in the shared desert. Of, yeah, it's like uh, Radiator Springs looking kind of fucking. Yeah, place. it's like it's yeah. like it takes place in like in between like Nevada, I'd imagine Arizona, it's New Mexico, Utah, New Mexico. Um, like yeah, yeah. My guess is it would be New Mexico because there's like a long. Um, well, I guess all of those states really, but there's like a long history of like the the you know like broken down cars abandoned and like that's right. that's kind of like their bread <laughs> and butter. The fun fact: yeah. the town that Radiator Springs is based on. Um, like the real life town is in New Mexico and I, I spent a night there when I was on my road trip. Very fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, just like abandoned cars everywhere. And there's like this little like building where outside it, there's like two cars that look exactly like lightning McQueen and, and Mater. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. very fucking cool stuff. I'm not, there's like, nobody lives there too. It's like a ghost town. Like half the buildings are like abandoned, dude. It's actually really sad. But, um, What's cool anyway. about asteroid city too is how um it's it looks like matte paintings like a play right okay. they look like matte paintings but they actually shot fucking on location like yeah. they went they found um a des like a desert plot in i think it's uh monaco uh yeah. like outside of monaco um not the united states <laughs> um and yeah. they just like built all the buildings like the set designers like just like built all the fucking buildings from you know yeah 
<laughs> real movie shit. There's no, some no, literally like real movie really shit. Like... Pieces too. That little, the little piece of like the the on ramp that just like yeah. gets cut off. Such so a that, funny right, guy. It's that's, that's what I mean. Like it's like there's like little things like that where I'm like these are like all time bits. Like these are all time funny things in a movie because it's like what was even the point of? That? Well, you have yeah. um, well, you have like the the plots of land and you have to like, yeah go yeah in the, um... trying to sell them yeah in the what's it called the vending machine yeah the vending machine Carell's <laughs> like explaining how it works i can't imagine somebody not dying laughing at this movie like you ha- this is such a fucking funny movie it's, yeah i think it's it's so funny um that's what i mean it's like a recency bias thing for me but i'm also like it's not like i i, I just really can't remember laughing at one of his movies the way i laughed at this movie um, uh, I mean, he like he his other movies are funny, you know, like yeah, of course, of like course. like Grand Budapest is really funny, but I just like the humor is so I don't know, it's so my humor this movie. I think not yeah. that it's like that different from his usual style, but I don't know, it just it, it really fucking worked with me. I don't I don't know if it's just because it's like been a while. I didn't really watch any like Wes Anderson movies leading up to this, like to prepare yeah. or anything. So I think maybe just like. The fact that it's been a little while had a had an impact on me um but man i was having such a fun time dude i feel like i'm gonna have even more fun when i watch it again um is wes anderson fatigue real good question um i that's something people were bringing up around this movie uh yeah the, here's the thing i i think i think the fact that what we said before about how any wes anderson movie could be your favorite and any movie could be your least favorite makes it very hard to like buy into this idea of fatigue because like just when you think you've seen i don't know two three wes anderson movies in a row that you don't like he could end up coming out with your favorite movie of his so it's like i i just think i just think his filmography is like splits people so much that it's hard to like be fatigued by it i think you just like certain ones more than others yeah i mean i i think there has to be some sense of fatigue in some way to the point like of like his films just being there's like you can only be cohesive for so long where there is a point of fatigue and i don't think it's necessarily like the worst thing like i'm not comparing him to like you know superhero fatigue or anything like it's it's not anywhere close to that but i I just think there is some level of it just because of like you, yeah. you can only make you know it's like if you're, you're you can be really great but if you make 100 great films like there has to be some level of um fatigue but i i i think that he should just keep, keep going like i have no problem with yeah. it i just think there is naturally some level of it um but i don't think it's like something to be completely negative yeah. about yeah I, think, I just think it's a natural kind of thing i think um bringing up that i oh, i don't know i think that uh the idea if i'm wes anderson i'm almost offended by the idea right because yeah I'm like, of course uh, that's yeah. just like because you know but i think that like as like a culture you know bringing up that idea around asteroid city is silly because it is um like it is pretty different narratively than the french dispatch or oh, yeah. grand Budapest hotel yeah, or course. like fantastic mr fox you know it's like oh, yeah. i think like the pretty, princess like, that's just narratively different from anything else yeah just, well because that's you know that's that's a that's a anthology. anthology yeah yeah um you know what's interesting that i think probably um not plays a role per se but i think it's it's worth 
bringing up specifically because I want to hate on this one tweet that I know both of you have <laughs> oh, seen, yeah. have seen at some point in time. But, um, but it's interesting that like the idea of like Wes Anderson fatigue is being brought up now with the whole TikTok trend of like people recreating Wes Anderson's movies, because I think in a lot of people's heads, um, people who like aren't really giving any thought to his movies are seeing those trends and being like, Oh, like, anybody could make Wes Anderson movies like anybody can do this. So it's not so so they're yeah. kind of boring because anybody could do it. And then there's that one person who tweeted and was just like, yeah, it's kind of funny how this TikTok trend proved that like anybody could just copy Wes Anderson. And, and it's like, and, and then you see a, this movie come well, out and you're like, nobody like, can do this. Like we literally said, just had a yeah, conversation about how nobody could do, do it this. better. She's like, people on TikTok can do Wes Anderson yeah. better than Wes Anderson. No, they that's fucking like, can. That's a like, yeah. person. No, thing to say. Um, <laughs> I think it's very like, um, especially like even like every time I see one of those TikTok trends, it's like a very like obvious misunderstanding of like how he frames his stuff and just how he yeah. shoots his stuff because like it's like boiling his like whole work to like the simplest of ideas and yeah. i think he does a lot of like interesting framing stuff and like there's so much that goes into how his movies are shot and the yeah. whole like tiktok thing and especially when people like oh people are doing it better it's just kind of a, a blindness to how he's visually it's, working it is yeah. truly a stupid person's understanding of what yeah. style is <laughs> yeah yeah it's truly like it, 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 it is like, um it's, um yeah because it's like oh you want to do like oh uh x but make it wes anderson where's the dead parent you know where's the siblings <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's like there's so much like i saw this um i saw that on on twitter i think or something but it was um it was from the Grand Budapest Hotel and it was I think oh, I think it was maybe it wasn't I I saw I think it was but it was the he like looks in from the jail cell and the the shape of the hole like he looks in is one shape and then the the shot reverse shot from inside the jail cell is a different shape to like fit the framing of the thing and there's so much like visual gag stuff that Edward Sanderson does and there's so much like understanding of how you know thematically visuals work that he like tinkers and plays with it for comedic effect that it's just kind of lost in this like kind of lifeless recreation yeah but now all people um, know is like even if they haven't even fucking seen any of his movies no. all they know about wes anderson is like oh they're like oh like saturated symmetry. colors and yeah saturated and symmetry, symmetry and yeah exactly anybody movie. just makes a symmetrical video and they're like and oh like, i did that it. is so like <laughs> not his there's so much asymmetry in fucking yeah, intentional say, asymmetry so in much, Astro there's City. so much that's like, not yeah it, it's well, yeah, because i don't know west kind of works in like a way of like very everything is very like yeah everything is in the right place but everything is in the right place so that he can put things in the wrong place so it feels like the wrong place like (laughs) everything is structured in kind of the perfect way like there's just so much understanding of where everything should be um, kind of the goat of blocking (laughs) it's like very impressive like um blocking um yeah he's he's great yeah I, it just like kind of oversimplifies how much thought goes into it like it's so easy to be like oh yeah we just yeah was, it's one of those like things. making a tiktok video contrasting that to like how much thought he's actually putting into this movie it's, it's is like the biggest it's like it's like watching like a professional athlete or something where yeah. it's like they're so good at what they do 
that it looks easy. It looks like you could do it. Like, it's like, he's just kind of the master oh. at what he's doing. Yeah. That, no, yeah. It's like, no, like this Wes Anderson thing. It's literally, it's the equivalent of being like, oh, Giannis is the run and dunk man. All he does is run and dunk. <laughs> yeah. That's like literally yeah. what people are doing oh, with Wes like, Anderson. It's like, it's yeah, like, no, he's like, only it's just, just like, <laughs> dominating he's just everybody so, else. He's just so good at what he's doing in terms yeah. of like framing and, and, you know, everything that it's just like, it looks easy, but it's yeah. like, it's just so precise and everything is kind of calculated in this kind of perfect way that it looks easy. Um, and it looks like you could replicate it. And it looks like, oh, I get it after like kind of one look. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, very absolutely. impressive kind of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like if I had Giannis's body, I could be just as good as him. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, if I was 7'3", you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think he's great. Yeah, Wes Anderson's great. This movie's great. Yeah, shocker. Um, do you have right. any more questions, Doug? Anything else we want to talk about? uh no i think that maybe we're running a little dry here we could i think we yeah, could wrap I up our we combo oh my god can you guys hear the thunder outside by the way no, no you know occasionally oh. dogs scratching their okay. tail or whatever but it's um great 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 okay because it is uh, that's some of the loudest thunder i've ever heard in my life but that's so exciting i'm excited for you yeah. are you you should go outside <laughs> I, my own I love like, storm so much. It's like it's like they're doing the it's like they're doing the, yeah, the bomb tests outside, like they do <laughs> in Asteroid City. What's gonna be the better nuke movie? Uh, Asteroid City <laughs> Asteroid or Oppenheimer? City or Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, now Probably I just Oppenheimer. Asteroid. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I'm gonna give it to um, Op. My name is in that movie. I think there's a much. <laughs> That's a crazy thing. I mean, Josh Peck's in it, so it has to be real. Yeah, I mean, um, Florence no, yeah, Pugh I... or uh, Margot Robbie, who's going to be the better wife character? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> pitting, pitting two women against yeah, each other. Why can't they both be dog, queens? Typical dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I think it'll be... I, I don't even know why we're actually making that comparison. But obviously, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be hard for Oppenheimer to, to top how much I like this movie. I don't think it's impossible, though. Is your, wait, what is this like rank for you in the year? Um, I think I would say... Probably after I rewatch it, it'll. Right now, it's number four. After I rewatch it, it'll probably firmly be number two. Right behind. This is number past one lives. for me, baby. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I like this more than Past Lives, but I, I think after I rewatch it uh, and really take it in, I don't think there's going to be another mm. movie that I've liked as much this year. It's um, a hard comparison with Past Lives. I'm going to be real. Of but course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, but it's just like obviously <laughs> Past so Lives. Is, it's a bunch more. Past Lives is too personal of a movie for me to to yeah, really yeah. like like this more than it but it doesn't mean that i don't love this movie i think this movie fucking rocks um yeah yeah anyway is that all we have to say about asteroid city then i think so do you have anything else to say yeah. owen do you want to shit on um well bit? i i um i was holding on to it because i was talking about just everyone in the movie but sophia lillis is also in this movie which oh, yes. she's great like it's like everyone like it's like just so many people in name but i also wanted to bring her up because she was so great in dungeons and dragons and she's like that's a big movie this year and sure just have like you know fucking three lines here she's she's great like, she's there's just so many leer actually when you think yeah <laughs> no there's just so many like great actors and actresses that are just kind of in this movie for like um just like you know two minutes that it just kind of all comes together really well um that you can only kind of only do when you have this kind of pull because there's just so many great young actresses young actors young old actors you know there's just so many legends kind of working here no, there is a really awesome moment uh between sophia lillis and um scarlett johansson because earlier in the movie sophia lillis's character um mentions to scarlett johansson's daughter yeah, that, yeah. um 
is her that, like, idol oh, or whatever. Yeah, like she's my idol. And then in like the like two scenes later, Scarlett Johansson's character ta- says like, "Oh, are you a whatever like scout or whatever?" It's a yeah. Sophia Lillis, and she's like, "Oh, you're my idol." It's you, Sophia <laughs> Lillis, and that's like that's such a just, like a small quick yeah, moment yeah. that's like it's so great. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's uh, let's move on to some news then. Hopefully, I don't lose power in the middle of us recording. <laughs> You'll be right. um, because no, my, funny. I just thought for a second. I was like, if I'm here, we'll just make up news. <laughs> no, we'll I, I really news, thought yeah. my power was. Yeah, about well, to go me out and Owen will just talk about there. Wagner for fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you, I, I'm assuming you didn't say it because he just tweeted it 34 minutes ago, but I would like to bring this up. Uh, Christopher Nolan said Oppenheimer has a similar ending to Inception, which is just kind of bizarre. Um, an open ended, an open ended ending that? for. Yeah, I know, no, but that's another thing. Another thing about that is like, why the fuck would you say that? that? Why does he keeps he keeps saying shit like that? Like he was talking about the black and white stuff. Yeah. Where he was talking about like this is where it's true and this is where it's not true. He was just kind of like saying too much about like the and it's also like, like elements. that that thing that he said where he was like people are gonna come out of this movie like changed like they're like it's gonna like I'm like yeah, yeah it, it's just a weird thing to up, say about like Chris. one of the most traumatic events in the history of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people, like of weird, course people are gonna come out of the movie world. like like duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know how many people were affected by this? No shit. Like no, that actually him being like oh it's gonna be a similar ending to uh inception which we all <laughs> know what crazy. the fuck that means because inception is a very like it's like that's like the most famous part of the movie is the ending yeah it's like that feels like a spoiler almost yeah. you know like yeah <laughs> um yeah it's weird i yeah. hope um the Fair protagonist stuff. from tenant shows up oh that's <laughs> really cool. i hope they like go back in time and forward in time yeah like, i hope like it takes really like i hope it does like inglorious bastard stuff where they really change history <laughs> i hope they play with that shit man i hope i hope they shoot fucking albert einstein in the head so the protagonist shows right? up and is and to, with oppenheimer and he tells oppenheimer <laughs> we gotta stop the bomb yeah yeah and then <laughs> they kill albert einstein they kill albert einstein like, they, like it's like brutal like it's like graphic like they like <laughs> they torture him yeah we see like his like br- like he like punches him and is like we see his fucking skull get like like caved in yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and we're thinking like, rock. how the fuck did like like do that? Like a fact that looks so real. Yeah, um, and then you find out later that guy's fucking dead. They <laughs> killed him. Anyway, take a mark. All right. Um, first headline. Uh, other than that, no one stuff. Um, yeah, probably the I guess the biggest headline of the week so far. Uh, other than multiple... uh, the Russia civil war. Sure, I meant the biggest movie headline. <laughs> I did not mean, <laughs> did not mean news headline. Um, anyway, uh, I mean this is multiple, the news section. So. This is yeah, no, yeah, okay. Well, this is the news. Multiple across the Spider Verse crew members have spoken out about bad working conditions that caused oh, hundred right. artists to leave the movie. Um, specifically, Damn, don't you like re- that movie too, Kevin? That's I do crazy. like that movie. That's kind of beside kind of beside <laughs> the point. But um, but I do want to bring up um. the quote from from Amy Pascal as a response who is a Sony exec and a producer on the movie said one of the things about animation that makes it such a wonderful thing to work on is that you get to keep going until the story is right if the story isn't right you have to keep going until it is I guess welcome to making a movie which is just 
the worst fucking response you could shout do. out amy producer um that like is like the most like billionaire ass response like i don't care about workers thing you could say Real shit. so um, we could we could actually we could have done a whole episode just about this one topic i think um of course sure. <laughs> there's so much to talk about with this i think that my my t- my like biggest point is uh fucking duh obviously this was the case yeah. like yeah <laughs> um i think the most it's, it's really just become a headline this week but it's like not something that wasn't already a headline before yeah i mean like i it's if you like thought about it you could have probably like put two and two together and figured out this was the yeah. case like mm-hmm. um but also the specifics around it are so bizarre because um i forgot um I don't know if you have the article pulled up, but like the producer's name, uh, who's like also the writer. He's like a writer producer on both. Oh, movies. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, fuck, I forgot his name, but he, uh, he apparently like had Lauren like Miller. Uh, yeah, something. Oh. Phil Lord. Phil Lord. Phil Lord. Yeah, it's Phil there Lord. Phil Lord, who was not one of the four directors on the movie, apparently had yeah. full creative control during the like the process of yeah. making the movie to the yeah. point where he was like overriding directors. The directors, the yeah, I I heard the directors like didn't even like like this this complaint no. specifically almost doesn't relate to the directors because they even mention like that they that they were just under his like guide completely like he was making every creative decision and they well it was pretty obvious that those directors were kind of pawns um like just kind of based off like their previous work and stuff it felt like very much like an mcu kind of thing well one of them is the right no but one one of them the sole director i think um i think well it's like they those guys were very they understood animation yeah um where phil lord and chris miller kind of don't that's the big thing phil lord doesn't get animation they're like the writer guys the idea guys they're the funny guys or whatever but they don't understand how animation works so they can't could direct those movies so they brought in like animation like guys pretty much to understand how the animation stuff worked and then they kind of told them what to do pretty much yeah Um, yeah um and the what the article like says like phil lord was like doing um it's not like abusive is a very strong word right it's but it's more so it's like it's very um uh unorganized very uh bad like bad and like a inefficient it's super inefficient they made this movie like the least efficient way possible (laughs) because it was basically like he was again i'm not i don't i'm not an expert on animation and i'm not an expert on this like specific styles of animation they were working in but it's like my understanding is that they were asking um phil lord was like asking the animators to do something right like right now that they were not able to like visualize um so they were basically like shooting at the hip to like make something and then they would render it which takes time and then after it gets rendered and like phil lord sits down and watches it he's like oh this is wrong you guys got to do it again and that would happen like for like every single scene and And a lot of those like like a lot of those like dramatic changes are things that happen early on in the process, but this was happening like until the movie was made. Um, yeah, just like that. Yeah, that next movie's scrapping things. Out. Well, that's the yeah. thing too. Where it's, it will like, get pushed back. No, it's, sure. gonna get, it's like not going to come out next year at all. Uh, I mean, Haley Seinfeld already said that she <laughs> hasn't, hasn't like yeah, yeah she hasn't recorded anything. Uh, she might not yeah. have even seen a script. Like. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's so over for those bros yeah like 
<laughs> it is it is like it's like that movie is like that movie might come out like 2025 uh because like yeah. part of the article is like some animators came out and said like they haven't animated anything really for the next movie at all yeah yeah they um, said the only stuff that they have is like the the stuff that was already left over from when they decided to like split it into two movies um which is so. really bizarre it's weird um, it, it, you know it's weird especially because of how technically um impressive the movie is like the movie is so like yeah. it looks so good and everything and it's like performed really well it's it's weird that it was made like this um yeah <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> yeah absolutely well, it's, it's also weird that they like kind of had this whole like um part one part two plan and like didn't you know really make part two at all you know like <laughs> yeah. the whole idea of having a part one and having the part two come out like really close after and just like to never you know make that part two is kind of like silly like i don't know it would feel like a, a situation where you like oh you have part one finished you push it back a little and then you start working on part two so you have a because like the whole thing is like oh it, this is part one but then we, the part two is coming out very soon and it's just not they've been started on it yeah well it's like yeah. they, they wanted to do the um the, the matrix, matrix sequels thing, yeah. thing where it's like reloaded and resur and uh reloaded yeah. and revolution sorry uh came out within like six months of each other <laughs> uh yeah and this is gonna come yeah. out within two years of each other probably like <laughs> yeah yeah is... all right um next up story that i think we're all pretty excited for but i imagine doug is probably more excited than both of us about this uh chad stahelski says conversations about an oscar category for stunts have taken place in the last couple of months between the academy stunts, and stunts, stunt stunts. coordinators so we might be getting a a best stunts category at the oscars and someone I, I forget who it was but someone said it might be as soon as even two oscars from now like the the oscars after the next one i was um, gonna say jennifer time. lawrence and no hard feelings but <laughs> um, it's about damn time well you yeah. know it's yeah. about damn, it depends on how they do it because it's about damn time of course in the sense yeah. where it's like um if stuntmen will actually get nominated or if it'll just be actors just be the that movie do their and like, yeah like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um that's, Holland. An, that's an interesting point i think i i i would hope that, that five. The, <laughs> i would hope that the stuntmen are the ones receiving unless of course it's an actor yeah, actually doing their own stuff. Well, that's what but... I mean. Is it like, is it only going to be considered for people like Tom Cruise or like yeah, yeah, yeah. who do their yeah. own stunts in movies? That's a, that's or a like, good point. Will, or I don't stuntmen who necessarily aren't like lead, like aren't also like. I think actors. it would be. I think it would be very strange to add this category and not include the actual stunt people because there's already acting categories. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that the actors yeah, do Jamie, their own stunts. Lee but you know what i mean it's like there's already like acting categories. there's not already to... anything that is acknowledging yeah, i'm sure tom holland will take a few of them okay <laughs> tom holland's gonna take a few, few of them. tom holland versus tom Dude, Cruise how, every if, year if this category if this category had existed for like this is the ever, jackie Chan category <laughs> I was, yeah i was yeah. gonna say who, who would have who would have the most wins if the jackie chan would have around. 15 oscar yeah. best on oscars <laughs> yeah i think it would rock yeah uh they should, they should call it the jackie yeah. chan award but that's no, it would literally it would be like 
Jackie Chan would win it every year up until he kind of like stopped making movies and like kind of like stopped doing. This is know, like when they just stunts. added the the Eastern Conference MVP and LeBron <laughs> yeah. has zero, but he should yeah. have like fucking a million, like forty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's it's like fuck. yeah, that's literally like that, but with Jackie Chan in this fucking yeah, yeah, this award for years. Yeah, but we're all excited for this. I, yeah, I no, I mean it's yeah, good. Is, I feel very strongly really cool. about stunts in movies. Yeah, uh, even just more Oscar categories in general. There's definitely things that are worth acknowledging. Might as well. Stunt, that stunts is kind of no one's watching that shit. <laughs> okay, but yeah, stunts are just like a big thing that that definitely should have an Oscar category already. Um, what's next? Next up, we got uh, a number of of casting things related to Paddington three, oh, Rachel, oh. Rachel Zegler and it's Olivia so Coleman over. joining oh, the your cast favorite. and uh, Sally Hawkins is being replaced by Emily Mortimer. Um, yeah. Who's directing Pat. this movie? <laughs> Some bum. It's, it's bum not, bitches. what's his name anymore? It's right? not Paul King. Paul King and Sally um, went and go make Wonka, which yeah. is going to rock. Oh, was um, she going to be in Wonka? Yeah, she's in Wonka too. Oh, that um, makes sense. So she's yeah. not in okay. Paddington. Um, which it's like I'm. I think the 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 Wonka Paddington three trade is a trade that I'll make any day. But right. I wish I got both. You know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's it like is, yeah. it's yeah, because it's also like you kind of wish that like I'm sure all the Paddington heads out there kind of wish Paul King stayed with Paddington. Yeah, it's yeah. like I wish we got a cohesive trilogy. Um, but it's really like, you know. Uh, I'm. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll watch it. But it's. It's like, you know, you you'd love to see Sally Hawkins and Paul. It's not even like Sally Hawkins is not yeah. even in it. It's like she's getting recast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if they're gonna like play it off like it's the same character because that could be weird. I think now. they are. I I'm think they are they because they're replay because it's she's playing she's filling in for the same character. So I don't think they're gonna. Like, yeah. You have point Rachel Zegler. Um, um. Yeah. Olivia I think Olivia Coleman. Coleman's Olivia Coleman is very much like kind of a perfect Paddington actor. Well, that's the thing. Fair. It was like it was like oh we got Olivia Coleman and then like three hours later it was like oh yeah Sally Hawkins is not in this movie <laughs> yeah. and Sally Hawkins is like one of the best parts of Paddington 2. There's so many great parts like um yeah in Paddington 2 but I think Sally Hawkins is really great. Um yeah and to lose her is big especially Paul King. Yeah um, absolutely and I and I don't know how how true it is but uh apparently Rachel Zegler is gonna be playing a, a pretty big role in this movie like maybe even just the main the main non Paddington <laughs> character um that's so, yeah i know i know they said that olivia <laughs> coleman's character is like a it's like a hotel manager um yeah well it's like paddington's like returning to yeah the wild his yeah. homeland where he was yeah, born yeah, yeah. um yeah. i don't know so we'll always have paddington too and we'll always have wonka <laughs> but um, yeah this yeah. one might be the worst one in the trill yeah maybe i don't know i'll still be excited because it's paddington but yeah you'll be still excited it's harder it's Rachel Zegler. yeah no <laughs> not for um, that. No. Olivia Coleman, yes, but um, Paddington Two is kind of like the weirdest like culmination of like energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. It kind of works so well that I it's kind of weird to even make an, another one, but yeah, but it, you knew it was gonna happen. Oh yeah, I mean, like, well, I just wish it was. It's like yeah, if it happened. It had to be Paul King and Sally Hawkins, you know. Yeah, I get it. All right, if um, you're gonna run back, you know. 
If you're gonna yeah, you gotta have, you gotta run back with LeBron, you know. I just yeah. think it's like you're not gonna just run it back with some random guys. I it's like what did Steve Kerr say about uh like before the season ended when he was like, if Dray if we don't have Draymond on this team next season, then we're not winning a championship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like yeah, it's almost yeah. like doing a Paddington movie with another bear. <laughs> this is a this is a basketball reference filled <laughs> episode, by the way. I think we yeah. made more basketball references this episode than in all the other episodes oh, yeah. combined. <laughs> um, uh. Next piece of news, though, is maybe something that will make it up to Owen for um, for No Paul King in Paddington 3. We got M. Night Shyamalan's next movie, oh, yeah. Trap, a psychological thriller set at a concert that releases Playboy in Cardi's, August um, of M. 2024. <laughs> yeah, and also to go along with that, M. Night Shyamalan's daughter, Ishana, oh, yeah, shout out. is having her feature directorial debut come out in june of next year it's called the watchers and dakota fanning and georgina campbell are starring oh shout out dakota fanning Um, this is the beginning of the knight dynasty it's gonna be the family rivals coppola (laughs) yeah um they will do it too i swear (laughs) are you are you excited for that or obviously you're excited for knight's movie yeah no i um i want to watch the show the servant show because i know she directed Mm. i'm so i'm so very young by the way she wrote uh, yeah, she, no. like, she, is, she is younger than me. She is 22 years old. Oh, Shut up. Um, oh. Yeah, no, like it's okay. Um, yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Um, I I want to watch that show though too because I know she worked on that. Um, but yeah, M Night's Trap will be the best movie of that year. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to learn more about it because we really don't have any because they haven't started shooting. They don't have a cast. Um, yeah. that will be big. I, I'm excited. Like the first cast drop news thing for Trap will like shatter my exciting. day. You know? I wonder I'll if it's gonna it. I wonder if it's gonna be like the kind of like big news that came out when Batista was cast and knock at the cabin because it's just like bring it back. No, that shit would rock. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, you know what it's I mean? Where it's like an actor that somebody wouldn't expect. Concert. That's what I'm saying. I I need to know what concert kind of concert yeah. it is. It's like that will like news like oh Playboy Cardi is gonna be cast in <laughs> trap playing no. himself. Is there is there an artist like... who who already acts that would make sense? Uh mid size sedan um, Kid <laughs> but Kid Cudi concert doesn't make any oh. fucking sense. Uh, yeah, it, do it. <laughs> do cool it. Do it. it. I mean, Kid do Cody's it. Cool. I'm, no, but I'm like, I think this. This. Um, it's kind of one. Of, I talked about this uh, before, but I think the kind of idea is very. Right, my idea. It's very simple, like straight to the point, and I think it'll knock it out of the park. And I, yeah, I'm not doing horror. Always going to be there. Yeah. Um, I just course. need more. You know, because yeah. it's actually interesting. Because like, I think. The whole trap I like name, it's it's like oh trap, and then you kind of your brain kind of runs with whatever you know it could be, and then you get a little more information, and it's like oh we're at a concert now, and then it's like oh completely different direction, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. um and then now we're gonna get like another piece of information, it's gonna kind of still kind of keep going because it's like have very seen, minimal bits of information. Have you uh, seen uh Green Room? Because that movie's like I have the not, inverse but I've heard, of trap. So, yeah. It's about a band that gets trapped in a fucking concert. I've heard, yeah, yeah, people mentioned that when that. Um, I haven't seen. Yeah, that, Green Room's really cool. Yeah, it's a fun movie. movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next up, uh, following the release of the Priscilla trailer, the Elvis Presley estate has slammed Sofia Coppola's movie. That's how you know it's just been a rock. Yeah, they should have it in the grave. Ugly instead of yeah. whatever the weird stuff they're slamming it for. <laughs> <laughs> but Priscilla Presley has Jacob Elordi's coming up for that stunt Oscar. Um, 
That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Alerty head um, stand up. I I'm I'm an alerty head. He would be. Huh? He's fucking awesome, dude. I love him. Yeah, you love him. You love <laughs> J- Jacob Alerty, and his one and his his two roles are as the abusive boyfriend in, yeah. in Euphoria and the guy that Anna Diarmas cheats on Ben Affleck with in Deepwater. Oh, um, that's his best you, role, though. Shut Deepwater. This is like How probably Deepwater gifts on the Twitter, man. What the hell is going on? It's probably the biggest no, piece of Deepwater gifts are crazy. <laughs> 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 like, I don't I, think any of those people have even no seen one the movie. It's kind of like yeah, the yeah. it's kind of like the um the Southland Tales TikTok audio where it's like I'm the only person who knows what this fucking thing is. Yeah, from. I keep seeing yeah. that gift come up, and I'm like, this is a stupid everywhere. Gift, and I'm like, dude, I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I no like. One... I'm the only person that likes this movie. Shout out Deepwater. Yeah, imagine if yeah. everyone who tweeted that movie watched Deepwater and rated it five stars in Letterboxd. Let's get it. Deepwater to the top one hundred. Hashtag Deepwater to the moon. Top two fifty Deepwater. Yeah, yeah, no, me and Owen. Um, we have to start doing the deep water revisionism like they're doing with Death Note right now on film Twitter. Yeah, shout uh, out. <laughs> Death Note. Death Note's good. I saw yeah. your tweet that, where you said those exact words. <laughs> yep. That's all I'll say. It's good. Okay. Last piece of news, really. Like, uh, um, Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie will reportedly be developed at Warner Bros. And the cast is rumored to include yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, Vigo Mortensen, and Regina Hall. So the news yeah. Too bad for at this Warner one... Brothers. Yeah, well, the timing for this one is funny. It's funny. Because it's like, there's there was like the, the report that um, Scorsese, Spielberg, and PTA had like the emergency meeting with yeah. Zaslav, mm-hmm. who is the CEO of Warner Fuck Brothers, um, about uh, the TCL layoffs, right? And then, like the next day, the news about this comes out. They like, went to they went to his fucking office and they got TCM yeah. back. And then Paul Thomas Anderson was like, "Yeah, and I want another movie too." <laughs> <laughs> and then you left out there with Leo and Regina Hall. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's yeah, how like, movies are made. That's how um, movies are made. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the last piece of news. The last little thing I had written here was just so for us to for us to have a little moment to dunk on the flash again because uh fandango oh, was, is fandango is fandango. issuing buy one get one free tickets for the up. flash now yeah um, because this gross. this past friday no hard feelings made more money uh on on friday night than the flash um, yeah it, the flash so no, buy uh, one get one free special the flash has had like a 90 percent drop off from yeah last it's like 70 week. they said like 70 yeah, yeah we gotta get it higher or something it's bad I, I saw something that said it was the biggest it, it's the biggest drop off since morbius for uh for a comic book movie or a superhero movie something like that um, it's like so bad and it's so well, over I think like the Flash is such an interesting bomb because I think that it's actually just Warner Brothers' fucking fault. They didn't have to lose all this money. Um, they yeah. just marketed the shit out of this movie the wrong way. And I think that the fact that they they held like um, like so many early screenings to the point yeah. where it's surprising that the three of us didn't get fucking invited to one (laughs) 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 because they held so many early screenings where like every fucking influencer saw the movie like three weeks early dude um yeah and i think that was also a huge fucking mistake uh yeah um yeah it was like i don't know in a way that they they tried to calculate this movie being successful in like every way it was a movie made in like a lab to be successful that is insane that they kind of like blew up but it also makes sense because like there's just no art happening <laughs> but it's yeah i don't know i bad movie 
Fuck you know it. what? If they wanted Made this movie it. to make money, here's what they should have done. They should have realized, like, oh, fuck. You know, it's like, this might not, you know, whatever. Like, Zaslav should have looked at it, the books and been like, oh, we really need this one to make money. How are we going to guarantee it to make money? They should have given Tom Cruise $50 million to campaign the movie. <laughs> Give Tom yeah. Cruise $50 million. Did you see the thing where it was like, um, they were begging Christian Bale to come in this movie. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. no, I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. Like they went to Christian Bale like multiple times and he was like, no, I'm not That's... being in this movie. Good for Christian um, Bale, bro. Cause no yeah. Christian Bale. He, Cause he has that thing where he's like, he will like, he would never play Batman in a movie unless it was directed by Christopher Nolan. And he like, yeah. he's sticking by that shit, dude. It's good, they good probably like went with yeah, a tow real. truck full of coins and pennies and, <laughs> yeah. and he, yeah. He would have probably no, been that. He would have probably been that um, the Clooney cameo. Yeah, they probably literally went to them and they were like, "We'll give you twenty million dollars for one day of work for yeah, just like come said, on set for no. one day." And he's like, and "That's the no. difference between him and Michael Keaton." Yeah, <laughs> some man can be bought. You know, <laughs> what a way to end the episode. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's a wrap on the episode. We uh, follow us like, on Twitter, comment, and... subscribe. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. Give us a rating on Spotify if you're listening. Give on us Spotify. a rating on Spotify, even and... if it's not a good one. But make it a good one, though. <laughs> we prefer if it's a good one. We yeah, prefer yeah. I one. mean, if you're gonna not leave a good one, just don't leave one at all. You know. Yeah. Real. Well, maybe leave one, but <laughs> yeah, maybe leave like an average one, just like yeah, a, like a three star, like a I'm above one. average one, maybe. <laughs> Consider um, five star rating. Yeah, on Letterboxd. Yeah. Like a... or we on Letterboxd. Use, we could use the five star for <laughs> Spotify. Sure. But, um... Yeah, give me a five star on Letterboxd. Um... <laughs> anyway, uh, join us next week, episode twenty six. We're going to be talking about Indiana Jones, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, specifically the new one. Um, and we'll see you next week.